I'm Zach. And I'm Alex. Welcome to another episode of... Oh, All right, shut up. That was the first time we ever sunk up on that, Alex. Oh, wow. We're improving. Yeah. At least we're improving in some way, huh? Well, we got a great episode for you today. A little more of our uh, second season of personal growth. Um, so we got a couple topics, three topics here for you today. Um, Alex, first one we got on the docket: willpower. Boy, tricky one. Yeah, not a not a softball topic to start off. We're getting right into the nitty gritty. You got to dive in, you know, sink or swim. You wake up, that alarm clock goes off. Actually, no one has an alarm clock. Your, your phone. I actually off. just got an alarm clock, so I could keep my phone out of my room. I heard that it helps you sleep more better. Uh, you know, you're not scrolling on your phone all night. So I actually just bought an alarm clock. Excellent purchase. Has your sleep yeah. improved at all? Do you feel more energetic? I feel a little more well rested. I definitely fall asleep easier. You know, sometimes you're scrolling on your phone right before bed. You can't fall asleep. I definitely like. If I'm not on my phone, I put it in there before I go to bed, and I'll you know read a little before bed, and I just fall right asleep. But it takes willpower to put that phone in the other room. It does. You can't bring it into bed. I the other day I made the mistake of bringing it into bed before, and like oh, I'll just scroll for a little bit. You know, I couldn't sleep. I was up to like tossing and turning for you know an hour or so before I could fall asleep. So laughing at TikTok vids, huh? Yeah, TikTok is dangerous, man. I'll tell you. Yeah, I feel you, man. Willpower is is a tough thing. Um, and some of the things that I've read about it is a lot of people see it as a limited source that you have throughout the day. Hmm. And kind of as the day goes on, I mean, I kind of am a subscriber to that. As the day goes on, you care about things less and less. Absolutely. That's, I mean, at least that's my experience. Couldn't um, agree more. Yeah, when it's 6 p.m. and, for example, I had a lecture today, um, 5.30 to 7. And basically, she's making us do this group work uh, that's not graded when we have all these really pressing assignments due that are graded and actually help us with our degree. And she's giving us group work to do in class that doesn't make sense is for nothing. And everyone was like, screw this. Like, we're going to do the absolute minimum. And mm -hmm. Like, we're just going to put ourselves on mute and do real life. And right. I was like, hell yeah, I'm in. Because <laughs> you run out of things to, like, to hold on to. Like, you can't make yourself have this huge standard all day of willpower. Like, if whatever it is, if schoolwork, work, work, you know, by the time I work, work hits, like, 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock, I'm burned out for the day. I don't want to see another email come in. I don't want to see something else to do. Um, but with me where I struggle with willpower the most is like eating habits. Like I can go out through the day, like breakfast and lunch. Fine. Like I'll eat pretty healthy most of the day and not stray from where I want to go. But at night it's the problem. I come in and I want dessert, you know, I want some snacks and it's just, I let loose cause it's night. I'm like, my work has been done for the day. I've worked out in the morning. I can just kind of like veg on the couch. So I think you're right. It's like a, you lose some of it as the day goes on. My highest willpower is definitely in the morning because I can get up and just kind of get out and work out. And then, and then I most productive in the morning as well too. I don't know if that's for all people or just how I am. I found that, um, in my, my case as well, like, um, I'm, I've had some times where I decided, okay, I'm going to stay up really late and work on this project. 
and have found that I've been much more productive if I say, okay, I'm going to just go to bed now and wake up early and wake mm-hmm. up at six and do it. I find that I'm much more productive um, than trying to get stuff done at, at 11 p.m. as opposed to 6 a.m. Yeah. There's something about the morning, this new day starting and obviously the sleep. I mean, it resets your whole body, you know, it resets your mind, your immune system, your muscles, your very, you get a nice night's sleep. Like that can really impact your cognitive function as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, they say when you wake up, it's your most creative like um, headspace, the first hour that you wake up. Um, so any writers out there, maybe pick up and write it first. So the first thing you should, shouldn't do is just start scrolling on TikTok all day. Yeah, yeah, I need to get out of that. I yeah, wake up and the first thing I do is check Instagram. It's talk about terrible. Yeah. So unhealthy obsessions. That's that's the next topic. Is I struggle with that too. TikTok, like I might just automatically pick up my phone, and I'll just start scrolling on it, and you don't even realize you're scrolling until you're halfway through. I like see you don't even pay attention right now. You're watching TikToks over there. <laughs> Corvette, Corvette. Yeah. Um, well, some of the, yeah, dude. Sorry, go ahead. Some of the experts say the best way to wake up is like, so I've tried this no phone thing, but then I go in the morning, I just go and pick my phone up anyways. But like, say the best thing is just to wake up, no phone, don't check your email or social, take some deep breaths, stretch a little bit, get a glass of water, and then like start into your day, which seems like a really long time not to touch your phone to me. Yeah, if I'm not looking at Instagram in the first 30 seconds of me opening my eyes, then <laughs> what are we doing? It's not even a morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's bad. I need to take a break from, from social media. I've been going hard um, on it. It's yeah, hard? Maybe yoga mornings are like a good solution. Yeah. There. But then you have to get on your, at least you know, like all the poses. At least for me, I have to get on my phone to get on YouTube to watch a like yoga video to go along with. So that's a yeah. slippery slope. YouTube, one click away from TikTok. <laughs> yeah, one click away from Instagram, one click away from NCAA football videos, you know? <laughs> one click away to it's 4 p.m. and I've done nothing. <laughs> one click away from our Shut Up the Podcast, you know? You got to check our page out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, subscribe and like to our YouTube channel. Yeah, we should really be telling people not to go on Instagram or YouTube. <laughs> yeah. 30 plus views, last video. We love the fans. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. That's a record, I think. I think it was the carrot foot thumbnail. I think that's what did it. I got some really negative responses on that. Yeah, yeah. From my uh, my survey I did of our fans, they said that was the worst part of the episode. They liked it was shorter, so they want to hear us less, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a pity listen, you know. <laughs> Speaking of pity listens, sometimes you, you meet someone and – you don't know how to end the friendship or kind of put some some breaks on the situation. Is honesty the best policy yeah, that's, when you're stuck in a bind like this? That's a good question, Alex. I was just you know listening to something else about listening to a podcast about this. They said you know should you tell someone when you don't like them so you don't have to keep going? You know, it might be an acquaintance that you sort of know through like three or four people. Um, so you just kind of tell them that, you know, I'm not really meshing with you. I don't think we vibe very well. You know, I don't want to keep this facade up, you know, I'm sure they feel the tension on the other side too. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of white lies you tell out there in your life to kind of keep up these facades of relationships, especially at work or through friends of friends of friends, you know, 
Um, I subscribe to the not honest part. I just like to keep up the facade for, uh, you know, just for safe face reasons. I don't like any awkward situations. They make me feel, you know, no boy, no. So what, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. I'm also a little bit scared of, uh, this con confrontation or, or conflict. Um, I, I kind of, what I do is I act really lame. Like, I mean, we're talking normally in, in texting situations. I mean, this is how you communicate with most people these days, right? Right. Through text messaging of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I just give like lame responses or respond like three hours later if, if I'm not feeling, uh, uh, yeah. feeling either so, the topic that we're talking about or the, the person, you know? So, so a little bit of like a pseudo ghost is what you're going with. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on ghosting, Alex? You know, I, don't, don't feel bad about it. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan of ghosting. Um, a lot of people have mixed feelings on it. Some people think that's the best way to get rid of someone who's annoying, or you know, some hinge or Tinder date you might not like. Just ghost them, or like do a, a pseudo ghost where you like respond every day, like two days or something like that. I couldn't disagree more. Um, the pseudo ghost is worse than the ghost. I I would agree with that. You're yeah. leading them on more. Yeah, I would say I'm. I'm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's not as bad if you're friends, you know. But let, like now we're moving on to when I think of ghosting, I think of a dating situation. I don't know how you define. No, that. I would I would agree. I don't think honestly what you described was necessarily ghosting. I but um, it's just a way like I'm giving a bad response. So they don't so like you. You have to really force the conversation to continue. So That's they kind of get they, they get to it that. So it sounds like to me that you're more honest in dating situations than in like pseudo friendships. Yeah, I would say so. Um, That's interesting. Like if, if I meet someone and I'm not feeling it, I usually send like a message that says, "Hey, um, you know, I, I don't I don't think this is a good fit." Right. Best of luck. Honestly, that's easier to do usually because, like, in a dating situation, you're expecting it to kind of end at some point or just go on forever. You know, those are the only two options, really. So, in a friendship yeah. situation, it's a little bit weirder where it's kind of like this gray area where you think it's probably going to happen forever. But eventually, most friendships end unless they're pretty, uh, you know, tight knit. They are. They are. Um, yeah. I mean, people just come in chapters of your life and then kind of. You move on and they have their own journey, you know, and you pass two ships in the night. Right. Yeah, you had a good time, man. I don't think there's any hard feelings there. You had your your moment when you had it. You learn from it, grow it, and you move on. You know, it's not going to happen for forever, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, it's good to, like, keep up these chats every now and then. But, um, yeah, I mean, you just got to... What, find whatever line you're comfortable with in, in the friendship and, and go with that. Draw it there. Yeah, you don't, definitely don't want to keep up like a toxic friendship or something that makes you uncomfortable. So I would say in that situation, you, you do what you kind of said with the dating. Just switch it to a friendship. Like, hey, this is not where I want to be, you know. I can't be in this kind of friendship or whatever we're doing right now. I uh, need from space, you know. Just throw some yeah. of those things in there. And in, in my experience, people at least – Maybe not initially, 
um, responded well, but they will be thankful, you know, like, Eventually. just like you would be, you would be disappointed if you got that text, you know, and you went on a date and they said, you know, we're not, I'm not feeling you. It would be right. disappointing. It might hurt the ego a little. Right. Of course. But no overall, it's a good thing because now, you know, now, you know, and you don't have to do this stringing on thing, which that's the worst part. It is. It is. You don't want to be um, like wrapped up in this mind game of like, you don't want them to, what's the term people are using? Like pay rent in your head or something like that. Live in your head rent free. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be like someone to dominate your headspace that um, shouldn't. So. Right. Cause then that, that affects your whole day. You can't stay in the moment and enjoy anything. Like you're just a nagging on your mind, you know? And that could go for anything. That could go for a person, an obsession with, you know, European football or TikToks, online shopping. You know, there's plenty of obsessions or ailments out there that can affect your headspace and get a, the best way to, for me to do that is to find a little meditation app. I use Balance. You have a preference meditation app? Yeah, I've been using Calm, but I really haven't been meditating much. Today, I was really feeling anxious, and I meditated for the first time um, in probably over a week, and I felt so good. Like, I just yeah. literally felt like this, like, dirty energy leave my body, mm -hmm. man, and it, I felt so much better after. It's kind of uh, crazy how, like, a couple, five minutes even of, like, breathing and just being present can really change your mindset and even your physical body. You just relax your whole body through some of the meditations they have on there. So yeah, I would highly recommend anyone struggling with obsessions to look into the meditation to give you some kind of freeness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you struggle with this sack when you, do you have a little bit of a addictive personality? Like you find something that you like and you kind of overdo it. I know you've been running like crazy the last year and a half, you know? Yeah, so running is definitely one of them. And then for some reason, like going off that is getting running gear. Like I, I feel like I need to have all the certain gear for every situation that could possibly happen. You know, if it's raining, I need something. If it's some kind of wind, snow, cold, sleet, whatever. So it's like this obsession that I have to have the right gear or things to make sure I go on my run daily because that's kind of part of my mindset every day as I wake up. And I go on a run every morning, no matter what. And that kind of sets my attention for the day. So I would say I'm definitely a little bit obsessed with just the whole running culture. And it's honestly, things on my mind about it a lot. It's like, that's what my mind is thinking. Like, what's the next run? I'm checking the weather. I'm making sure I have everything I need, you know? So it, it gets a little bit too overbearing because, I mean, you want to prepare for the run the night before, but. In quarantine, but it's not that complicated, right? I mean, right. You put on some clothes and you go out and run. Like, I, I think I'm way overthinking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh man, we're going to put this together and maybe this shorts with those shirt. Like, it doesn't matter. You just go out and run. And that's what's really important about it. But you can kind of get in. To me, when obsession happens, you get too into the minute details and then you're not enjoying the actual experience of it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it can, it can be tough, but um, do you think you've been uh, brainwashed from Nike running app, mobile marketing? I think that's probably what the thing is. I mean, I use that every time, and so now I'm just like, yeah, I need Nike everything. Like, I think that's why it's free, right? They're trying to get you to buy their clothes. They can't be just free. 
the, the wisdom that Coach Bennett gives out there can't be just free, you know. Hey, there's no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> That's for sure. That's what they teach you in Econ 101. Yeah. Macroeconomics, baby. Yeah, that, that was a doozy. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I get that. Like, um, yeah, it's tough when you find something you really like, you know, finding a balance. Because sometimes you go in like really hot. Let's say, um, you know, for you, I'm sure you've run too much and had an injury, you know, or yeah, um, just went too hard like and now you're realizing it's obsessing um, your mind. I, I'm having the same problems with, with, with other things that I'm starting to enjoy. And then I forget about other parts of life and my thoughts are surrounding one topic way too much, you know? Right. And that's all you think about. And then you can't find that balance and then you lose some of your day too, because you're thinking about that the whole time. And it's going to hurt the enjoyment of the thing you're thinking about because you're going to burn it so hard that uh, it's it fizzles, you know? Exactly. It's hard to take like a day off when you're so obsessed with something like that too. I have that problem. Like I feel like if I take a day off, I feel like a failure or something. Yeah. So I say this week, Zach, we try to find balance. Balance. We're going to do some balance. Maybe... We'll do some meditation this week. Why don't we take a challenge? Uh, we have a listener uh, that wants us to meditate every day and see, and see the results. So. Okay. How long? Ten minutes? Ten to five. Five to ten. Okay. Five, ten minutes meditation. I love it. Thank you. Shout out to Sarah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll come back with those results next week and uh, continue season two of the self-improvement podcast on All Right, Shut Up. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of All Right, Shut Up. Make sure to go ahead and leave us a review. Help us grow the podcast. All right, shut up. Catch us next week on all your favorite podcast sites.